Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on your YouTube, join our cult. Lock the doors, close the curtains, log off Twitter, and pretend the outside world does not exist with the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, starring myself, Mafu, Ross the Boss, and the walking Instagram filter himself, Jack the Jobber. Ross, how are you? The walking Instagram filter? <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> I'm not too bad, Matthew. How are you? I'm great. I've decided to become Amish, so everything is great in my world right now. Uh, what about you, Jack? I'm all right. One week we'll be able to do this podcast without starting it off by saying, let's forget about everything else and have a laugh because one week everything will be all right. But not not this week, though. Not this week. In the censored news to make this a nice, happy place, uh, word has gotten out that AJ Styles was hating life on Monday Night Raw because they kept on making fun of him for being a flat earther. This is what I'm reading. This is what I'm reading. Oh my God. Is that true? I hope so. Uh, I believe the reports came from Randy Orton, who has also come around to BLM, which is nice to see. So apparently Randy's just going around being woke. Just love to see. Uh, Chris Statlander has suffered an injury and she'll be out several months, which sucks the AW women's division and aliens. Uh, the minor news before I get to the big one that everyone's talking about is, do you remember that story from a few years ago about a crazed fan who had to be shot like with a gun outside the WWE Performance Center? Apparently had to be removed again this week by security yet again. Oh, God. There was no apparently about it. There's a video. He filmed himself. Oh, there's a video? Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, I, I, I'm sure I, said, I saw someone say it was an hour long. Well, he's just oh. having a conversation with Lacey Evans, and Lacey Evans, all credit to her, isn't backing down. She's telling them where to go and whatnot, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it's still on the internet if you want to see it, but yeah, I've not watched it all myself. But he was there. God. <laughs> She's a trooper. <laughs> uh, what are the little news? Oh, the Lucha Libre company, I... Oh, I'm getting this right. My big copy-pasted news. Uh, IWRG, who have been running promoting shows since 1962. They ran a show, I believe, last week, and basically just, bet. what show? No, no, no shows here, mate. No, 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 no. Uh, the 
Mexican Commission has taken their promoter's license away because of it. They are very unhappy about this, and uh, maybe we've seen if it lasts a lot. Or, but it's very interesting to see that they, a lot of shows and companies in Mexico are just trying to be like, sorry, Mexico, and they'll be like, no, 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 no shows. Ign ignore those cameras. Everything's fine because it's really knacker in the Lucha Libre system there. And yeah, they're actually going, nah, take your promoter's license away. Don't care how long you've well, been doing it. Because I'm guessing they had fans there. Is that why? There were some fans there, yes. Uh... And speaking of which, so let's see if we can get this all right in chronological order because some stuff's been proven to be false. A development talent for WWE was last on site at the training facility on Tuesday, June the 9th, has tested positive for the virus. Since that time, no other individuals that attended the facility have reported <laughs> symptoms. However, out the abundance of caution to ensure the health and safety of the company's performers and staff, all talent production crew and employees on site at the facilities will now be tested for the virus. And this is very odd to me because I must be incredibly naive, but what with AEW testing talent on the reg, I just assumed WWE was until reports this week on Twitter came that, no, 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 uh, they've been checking temperature. But that's it, which is pretty amazing to me. And then a report came around. Let's see if I get this right, because I know you two read the news as well, that uh, Kevin Dunnett said no fans can wear masks because it looks bad on camera. And he's denied such a claim saying, no, 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 no. They, they wanted Conrad Thompson's podcast and went, no, 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 don't believe David Meltzer. <laughs> and said, no, they were social distancing, so they didn't have to wear masks, which is like... I'm not sure that works, but... They uh, weren't social okay. distancing anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's not how... Whatever, I'm not a doctor, but all right, let's go ahead with that. And to make matters worse, on Raw, the Street Profits then went and did a little dance in the crowd. Mm -hmm. So all I can say of this is Roman Reigns was right. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts there, Jack? I just, I just agree with you in that, like, surely they should have already been testing and it, it just seems like they've not been taken as seriously as AEW have. I'm only using AEW as an example because they're the only other big company in America doing the same thing. But um, it's just bad, isn't it? I don't blame people like Kevin Owens for going home for a bit because why would you want to hang around and put your health at risk and thereby put the health of your family at risk? Yeah. Mm. Also, a uh, little-known company, New Japan, is back. I've Yay. been loving it. I've been absolutely loving life. It's been the oh. one positive this week, I think. Right, yeah. Suzuki and Nagata just hit each other loads of times in the face, as if to remind as if to remind everyone what Japanese wrestling's like. It's all oh, remember we 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 actually like punch each other and stuff. Um, also, um, Gabriel Kidd, former WCPW, a Ridge. Uh, I mean, he lost, but... I'm not convinced know. it's the same man, me. I'm convinced it's somebody else. It's like an evolved looks, version of the lifeboatman. He looks... Yeah. <laughs> the lifeboatman. He looks a lot harder. The dog he boatman. his head. Yeah. <laughs> he's got himself in tremendous shape. I mean, he's lost, but at the same time, he's found himself in a very big position, so fair play to him. Yeah. I remember when he showed up at North before he went to New Japan, and he was just like, hey, I'm like, what happened to ye? And he went, oh, uh, <laughs> I've been bulking up. He goes, weren't you bulking last time? He says, yes, but that was dirty bulking. So, <laughs> turns out the, if you um, bulk up with not pizzas, then it's all right. And I went, okay, let's see how long it lasts. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Think of that during lockdown. We we may have been uh, at WCPW. We we may have been witness to the birth of Gabriel Kidd's relationship with New Japan because one of the times we had Suzuki over, or maybe the only time we had Suzuki over, um, before a show, we were setting up the ring and everything. And once the ring was set up, uh, Suzuki was in there doing a bit of grappling with Desperado. And then Gabe just went and joined in. And Suzuki was teaching him how to amateur wrestle. And, and we were watching on from a, a safe distance, being like, is he going to kill Gabe? What's going to happen? Like, oh, God, he's a brave boy. But it seems to have worked out really well for him, in fairness. I thought you were going to say he impressed them so much by he went in the ring and just ate an entire palmo in front of Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> I've, Jay, Jay Lethal loves a palmo. That's true fact. That's real. Yeah. Good lad. Yes, good thing to bring up this positive podcast of positivity. When Suzuki was in WCPW, that was the bone of contention for many don't, people. Don't start with this. What a don't great theme song start. he has. Why? Best good off he gets in the ring. Why, why did everyone jump on that? It's because a picture went up of no one around his merch table. Oh, yeah. But but what what are we meant to do? We I th- I feel like we may have brought Suzuki to a, a whole new audience of people who weren't familiar with him. Why is that a bad thing? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and that's just some of the news. The other news is there was a big old super show known as Backlash. Let's have a look at it, shall we? On my phone, not the whole thing. I mean. Uh, pre-show, Apollo Crews beat Andrade after Owens nullified, it's a good word, a distraction from Angel Garza. It was a quick, simple, did the job. That's what it says in the 10. Bailey and Sasha Banks retained the women's tag titles over Bliss and Cross and the Iconics, which is surprising to me. I thought that they would lose them after we had this little discussion last week. Shows what we know, eh, Jack? I predicted uh, Bailey and Sasha to win. Oh. Just, what about uh... you, Ross? I predict the Iconics, but my heart wanted them to retain, so that's what's most important. That's right. Sheamus beat Jeff Hardy. And Whoa, God, I, saw, I saw that in real time. That, that was, was amazing, cool. wasn't it? Yeah. It's hot in this room, by the way. Uh, Sheamus beat Matt. Sheamus beat Jeff Hardy. I'm off your game now. Post has come <laughs> down. It's all falling apart. Uh, after 17 long minutes, told an interesting story of uh, Sheamus accusing Jeff Hardy of being a smackied, and then Jeff Hardy wrestling like a smackied. Oh, uh, what? That's I, a bit unfair. Him <laughs> fall I, off the ropes to take out Seamus. Now, uh, I went on Twitter just after this match had finished, and everyone was talking about like what a great physical match it was. But I wasn't a big fan, so I'm quite relieved that you've agreed in no uncertain terms there. Because I didn't. Oh, we'll get to that, guy. Jack. Don't worry. Okay. A bloody bike has just gone past. Wow. Sorry, carry on. God, scary this, isn't it? Uh, Asker and Nia Jax fought to double count out. I was telling everybody that would listen that I thought this was going to steal the show. It didn't. But in my defence, it appears to be the first match in a series, so we'll see next time. Any thoughts there, Ross? The next time happened on Raw, didn't it? Ooh, it's still, I can't it hear like, what you're saying. It, oh, you're oh. back now, great. Oh, I can hear him now, he's back. All oh, right, the, uh, the, the next one happened on Raw, didn't it? I'll repeat myself and just say the same thing again. There you go. The oh, yeah, series yeah. will continue for a long time. It looks like. <laughs> it was seamless podcast on YouTube. <laughs> and what do you think, Jack? Um, I was disappointed that Asuka didn't win, obviously. I don't know why. Um, I saw some reports saying that the plan was for her to win, to pin Naya, 
but then it changed for unknown reasons. So I don't know. I guess to continue the feud. Hmm. Braun Strowman beat Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, hey! Ho, ho, ho! ho. Can I just say, they legitimately have two good songs. (laughs) Not even taking the the Michael here, Matthew. I know you you think I am, but I'm not. Deadly serious. And they've used the same chorus just about for both songs. It's miraculous. This one's better. This one's really uplifting. It's more of a euphoric moment when they start they point each other on the staircase. It's brilliant. Morrison's got no top on. What more do you want? Using the same chorus for every song. They're the ACDC of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre beat Bobby Lashley after Lana showed up at ringside and ruined things for her husband. Match of the night for me easily. Just two big beefy gets throwing each other around with reckless abandon. Loved their series in TNA 2015. Loved seeing it here. Go on, Bobby. What you got, Ross? Exactly your sentiments. It was just a shame that I guess... Well, no, it's not a shame because it's now over the whole Lana getting involved and sort of ruining the match, but that led to them two getting divorced. So good. It's it's a shame it's taken Bobby Lashley so long to find MVP. I know he had Leo Rush for a bit as well, I guess. Who do you prefer, by the way, lads? MVP or Leo Rush in that role? In that role? MVP. Uh, oh, Matthew? Well, if he wins a title, MVP. <laughs> God. We all I need like that Leo one Rush. mate. Oh, we all we all like Leo Rush. Uh, in that role, I thought it was made for him. But yeah, it's good to see Bobby Lashley being what Bobby Lashley should be. Yeah. 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 Go on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby. Yeah. Nah, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. You can, man. You can. <laughs> Jack, I liked it as well. I thought it was a really good match. <clears throat> there was the scary bit where. Um, Drew nearly landed on his head, but apart oh. from that, it was apart from that it was really really good. So and the right and the right person won because I think if Drew's reign had ended, it would have been way too soon. So I'm glad that Drew won as well. Mm. But I can definitely see Lashley winning next time because it is oh in the future mm. absolutely because it is. Let's look at the calendar. Yes, it is Extreme Rules time, which means if you like these matches, you'll love them next time with a gimmick. <laughs> and speaking of gimmicks, Jack's match the night next. The Viking Raiders <laughs> and the Street Profits. Also in brackets, Akira Tozawa has a ninja army now. Probably because, <laughs> probably because they're allowed facial protection. Uh, so Jack, bless you. How are you doing, mate? I really hated it, obviously. And I made my feelings very clear. But it turns out quite a lot of people actually liked it. And I came across as a massive gatekeeping arsehole. <laughs> I'm really sorry, everyone. I don't know what got into me. I made the mistake, Matthew, of caring about wrestling again, like when I was a kid, and I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Why did he use the force to get the turkey leg? <laughs> I just didn't think it was this funny. I just, even, I'm fine with comedy and wrestling, but I didn't think the jokes were landing here. For me, for me, I'll soften my stance. What did you guys think of it? Ross? Um, I I wasn't taken by it either, but the, I was again sat there making my crappy little WTF moments. And I was sat there going, why is there golf clubs backstage? Why is there that there? Why do you roll the ball slow, so, so slow and stuff like that? And you just sit there again and remember these cinematic matches. Who gives a toss? 
Just let them do what they're going to do. The ninjas happened then, though, and then what I thought was a tentacle from an octopus in the dumpster that attacked them. And then I was thinking, what the hell's going on? I don't know what to make of these things anymore, is my conclusion from that matchup. I'm just happy, though, now we're going to see them wrestle a professional wrestling match. That's coming up on Monday, I think it is. And I'm very much looking forward to that. We've sat through this bollocks for them to become friends. It's all been a waste of time. But they've, they've, they've gave it their all. That's all I'll say. They've been given utter crap and made it a little bit entertaining. But now, I don't know what to make of it. Help no. us. Help us. Tag me in. Tag me in. Go on, then. I like the idea of the cinematic wrestling universe that they were going for when they had cool ideas. Boneyard match, way. Five Five Fun House, way. I think they have run out of good ideas and are literally throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And I'm like you guys, I didn't think anything of this, but I also wasn't a fan of the, the comedy skits because it just wasn't my thing. Like, okay, cool. This is hopefully for somebody. Uh, apparently, it was the intended audience was everybody who follows Jack. That's fine, mate. I hope you liked it. <laughs> That's went back and watched Big Bobby again. Had a time in your life. So I'm still pro the idea of cinematic matches. But, you know. Rate it in a bit. Just, yeah. It's a I big fear in it. Just like, do, do once, one every half a year, one every couple of months, not one every single pay-per-view. I hope we don't get to where we have to have one cinematic match per pay-per-view until things are back to normal. Because yeah. then you just you are scraping the barrel for stuff that fills that thing instead of doing things for the right reasons. Right. It's no longer cinematic matches. It's straight to YouTube matches, to be fair. Mm. And the main event, and possibly the main reason why people talk about this show, and one of these refuge and audacity moments, I think many people wouldn't have even thought about Backlash if they hadn't used the greatest wrestling match ever thing because a lot of people seemed interested in this based on that alone and i thought it was fascinating what they did to this if you didn't see it as in germany just watch call the holic uh that's a bit weird but thank you um they started off the match by having the voice of the now passed away howard finkel the old school msg uh microphone that mr kennedy tried to grab but he was a scored out and <laughs> little nature in the classic blue attire and he was like, okay. And then you could hear the blatantly piped in crowd noises. And I was just like, it was supposed to be like, you ever see the Blues Brothers? Bits. Oh, maybe right, a long a, time ago. A, right, there's a bit near the end where basically they have to stall for time. And they're like, oh no, we need to play, we need to play. And Cab Calloway's there. And they go, all right, cool. And he just bursts out the Mini the Moocher, this classic song they used to sing. But like everyone behind him, turns into like the 1930s, a swing band, and the entire thing just changes. And no one ever says, hey, hang on, that's all changed there. Hang on, suddenly, suddenly you're like way younger than you used to be. Hang on. And then as soon as the song's over, the film goes back to normal. It's never mentioned again. Oh. And this is what this reminded me of. It's like WD was saying, look, we're going to do as much as we can to make this as dramatic as possible. And having all that stuff at the start eased you in and goes, all right, if you accept this, you'll like the rest of the match. If not switch off and go watch Undertaker last ride. So, uh, as regards the match, I was all right with it. And then the multiple kickout started. And then I started liking it some more. So it was very interesting. I think they, you know, like him doing the Impaler, him doing the rock bottom and him doing that, it, it worked. And it was the greatest wrestling match that these two were capable of. What did you think? Yeah. 
I agree. I thought it was a really, like, a hell of an effort from both guys. I know there's a bit of a debate going on whether how much it can be measured against other matches because it was it wasn't, you know, live. It was they reshot some things or apparently that's one of those spots that Edge hurt himself on was like a reshoot. But um I I liked it generally. I thought it was I thought it was really good. It might be Randy Orton's best match ever, or one of. The Foley one's good as well. Yeah, yeah. Foley. But it's one I think it's one of Randy's best performances ever. And there was the the bit that I really started enjoying it was when Edge, do you remember WrestleMania 24 when Edge clearly learned how to counter all of Undertaker's big moves? And he started doing that with Orton and then he was hitting like the edge of Matic and everything. I thought, oh, this is this is really, really good. But the the presentation of it felt really patronizing. It was a clever marketing tool because it got people watching, but I felt like I was being a bit, bit patronized by the, the crowd noise and everything. But as far as their performance goes, I thought it was I thought it was a really really good one. Ross, what did you think? I absolutely loved it, me, because I when you you see initially you see Charles Robinson in the baby blue and all the bells and whistles at the start, and you think, oh, it's a, it's going to be a bit cringy this, and then you start watching it, and it starts off slow and methodical and then tactical, and then it built up to a modern day NXT takeover main event, the kickouts, the finishes. And then when you come to the end, you realise it was literally just a tribute. It's the old Tenacious D thing. It's not the greatest match ever. It was a tribute. It was a tribute to everything great about professional wrestling. And when that sort of settled in, it resonated. I was like, whoa, that was amazing, that. And the sad thing for me is you take away all the, the what do you call it, the enhanced viewing experience, the crowd noise, the camera angles. Um, some of them I liked, some of them I didn't. Uh, some of them reminded me of like a... When you're watching just a movie and they do like wrestling during the movie and it's done by people who don't understand what pro wrestling is. Had that kind of vibe for me. But if you took all the way all of that and those two just had the match they had, you might be sat there saying to yourself, bloody hell, that might have been, you know, a match of the year maybe or something like that without them putting all the bells and whistles on. I thought that took away a lot from the match itself, but I thought it was a great match. Me, Loved it. Yeah, it's interesting to say that you were... Uh, patronized there because I think the build-up was horrible, but that's yeah. I'm I'm numb to WWE going hashtag hashtag network. I'm like yeah, right. but I like to think that they it's nice when WWE emphasizes the positives or something, and this is they did absolutely everything here. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, it was this different. Positive. It felt like it was a bit at first, didn't it? Feel, it felt like it was a bit of a, a shot at internet smarky attitudes like oh that you think that's the greatest match we'll show you a wwe branded greatest match but you're right it did come across a lot more positive than although i did the bit where they're doing the ring announcement and you've still got the greatest show playing in the background was really funny i wish i was inside i wish i was inside randy orton's head standing there all serious and in the background it's just whoa whoa." (laughs) it's so good yeah that was backlash uh Two reasons to give it a try. Yeah. Also, if there's anything else to do right now. And that was the news. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. Before we get into that, though, what we've been doing the last few weeks is we've been putting serious stuff and silly stuff and serious stuff. And it's looking back on it, it's like, uh, okay, is that the... Are we really being nice to things that we'll put in the Hall of Fame if we're saying thank you very much for your effort? You can join the ranks of Ross's pants. 
And that one time Sam tried to get a, a coffee endorsement, you know, that's how much we appreciate you. So still have the honorary section of the Hall of Fame. And we're all putting in this week, Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Daniel to his friends. Uh, for basically doing better than most politicians for helping kids with the free school free school meals program. Can't even t- speak this week, I'm sorry. And, and helping a lot of people out that otherwise probably wouldn't have gotten the help if someone like him had said, Oi, why not? And even the politicians have to go, oh, yeah. All right. So thank you very much, Marcus Rashford. We'll put you in the special, no, really, we really appreciate your help section. And it also means that we can be as silly as possible with the Hall of Fame selections. Now we've put the serious bit out the way. Yeah, there we go. I'm back to normal. So in condescending order from last week, the Sid Vicious Twitter account was last place with 10%. Sorry, crap. Uh, the W Backlash hook set, swing 38%. Swing and a miss. Eo Shirai, because she made Jack look clever, 52%. Well done, Jack. Good pick there. You can gun first. My pick this week is a plug. It's a shameless plug disguised as a pick, which to be fair, quite a lot of them are. Um, I'm going to pick the great game of football manager because it's lockdown. You want to, I know that animal crossings really took off since lockdown. I've not personally played it myself, but I see the appeal. It's time consuming. It's a nice atmosphere. It's got a community vibe. Uh, Football manager is also time consuming, but in a far more stressful way, obviously Um, I'm sure that a lot of people have played it and it's the worst game ever, but it's also the best game ever in a different way. The reason that I'm mentioning Football Manager, and why not let us tell your stories of your Football Manager saves since the lockdown in the bloody comments section down below. But the reason that I'm mentioning it is because myself and my flatmate Owen, slash editor of, uh, one of the editors here at Cultaholic Owen, uh, are going to be doing a Football Manager career on Twitch soon. And guess what? It's starting tomorrow. So if you find the Cultaholic Twitch, there'll be announcements and stuff on Twitter and everything. And you can see us. I mean, I'm not going to reveal which team we're going to take control of, but it's fairly obvious if you know much about if you followed your Cultaholic law over the years. But yeah, Football Manager, great game. Bloody great dog. That's my pick. Good times. I think I brought it up before because I swear Chapman's been brought up before in the past, but it's the only game my dad has accidentally pulled an all-nighter on. <laughs> I was at school and I came down to get ready for school and he goes what do you want you, you hungry or something I went what do you mean because well why are you downstairs at this time I went dad it's 7am and he went <laughs> I've got work <laughs> I don't know what he did good times uh, Ross what have you got uh, just speaking about the backlash main event there has brought up things in my mind I'm going to go for Randy Orton's levels of poo housery because we've all seen this, the stuff on Twitter with Tommaso Chapman recently, and an only Randy Orton would go and win the greatest wrestling match ever after a million kickouts and a good old meaty slap to the thigh. So Randy Orton, I think he faked buying a plane as well, which worked The Undertaker, brother, brother, brother. I think Undertaker got a uh, boarded uh, Luke Hyde the singer. Um, so yeah, Randy Orton for being a bastard. There you go. Fantastic. There should be more of that kind of behaviour in the world. Matthew? Setting that poo housery sink in. <laughs> I watch NXT this week. I did. And one thing I noticed, because I was getting tweets about it, Ring Camp's on NXT now. No, no, not the, the Imperium team. Breezango 
oh. showed up <laughs> as Disco Ringkampf. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm calling him Ringkampf for now on. It's it's official. Everyone needs to go to the Wikipedia page and change Bizango, aka the new Ringkampf. The this new and improved like, 33% less fat ring camp. This is like the Parker situation. Yes. Oh my God, who's here? Yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, they're better than the other Imperium, so they have to be <laughs> the proper ones, right? I mean, just common sense says that. I'd love it if Walter finally turns back up looking for his boys and it's them. And he's like, what? Who are you? And they're just like, all right, we're ring camp, mate. He sees them both, they're all like, Imperium are there and Brizango are there and he goes, Hello. <laughs> Alice Cla. <laughs> and it's go along and be like, Oh yeah, 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 we're 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 in camp, yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it is uh Brizango's ring camp entrance. You can call him Imperium if you want, I'm not picky, I don't blame you for not being cool. Uh this week on NXT, because God they've been good since they returned. If they left. I'm not sure if they just showed up and I started paying attention. Yeah, but, no, they yep. did they did take some time off, yeah. Yeah, oh, good. Thank you for that. Wow, three amazing picks yeah. uh, this week. And if you want to vote for champ... Ma- now, is it football manager? Football, football manager. The current, the modern, oh, okay, the okay. current, yeah, the current football manager. We'll accept it if you have some residual love for champ man. Randy Orton, Poohhauser special. <laughs> Oof, that did not work at all, did it? <laughs> uh, Cap- Captain Poohhousery, we'll say. That sounds even better. And Breezango as Imperium. All of these votes can be yours if you go to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! Ah, this week in wrestling. Let's start off with. Oh, SmackDown. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Oh, SmackDown. Because I st- I'm still used to SmackDown being at the end of the week, but when we do it, it's the start of the week. So this is pre-backlash. Sheamus makes Jeff Hardy take a urine test before their match at Backlash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff throws his wee-wee all over Sheamus. Way, lads, it says here. And as many people pointed out for the old people, we still watch wrestling. What's wrong with you? Uh, word for word, did the Shawn Michaels bit with DX. You shot Sean, Shane McMahon. It must be a, a really good line, a really good film that they saw this in years ago because I've only ever seen it in wrestling. It's better <laughs> to be pissed off than pissed on. So. What? I so, thought it was funny. Oh, sorry, go on. You say something. How How much? No, just how big was the sample? How dry was the sample? It was pretty <laughs> dark, wasn't it? He was dehydrated. Drink some That's water, just... Jeffrey. Uh, a lot of Sunny D in that jug. <laughs> Do we all know who the doctor was? No. Oh, God. <laughs> Find it on Reddit. Someone found... Um, obviously, it was an actor that WWE hired, but uh, somebody found some of that doctor's previous work, and I don't think WWE must have known what he did in the past, and I'm not going to speak about it any further there. Just go and find the video. I'm sure if you oh, Google... Okay. Go, I'm sure if you Google uh, SmackDown... Jeff Hardy, Seamus, Doctor. It'll come up what he did in the past. It's quite something. That's all I'm going to do. A quick oh. dab. A quick dab to finish and then he should. Oh, that's throwing oh, throw me right off. Oh, I need it's something. <laughs> Was it that's Dr. Really Sahorian? Huh? <laughs> Never mind. I think, it, uh, I, think, I think Jeff could resolve the situation very peacefully by just going, oh, I'll do a urine test. 
if you do one as well, Seamus, and she was like, oh, sorry, I'll see you on Sunday. Oh, Celtic Warrior Workouts is totally clear. How dare you? Yeah, that's the... Uh, New Day came out and took a knee. Good lad. Before losing to Cesaro Nakamura. I mean, (laughs) if there was ever a time to give them a win, just give them a win then. No, you've got to keep Cesaro Nakamura strong. Yeah. (laughs) Never mind that. Styles and Bryan had a fantastic match in the finals of the IC title tournament. Nearly 40 minutes of action. Mm. Belter. And many people are thinking that they had this because on Sunday they were having the greatest match ever. So these guys are like, oh yeah, we'll see about that. But what do you think about it, Ross? You get better news than me. I don't, well, maybe there was a bit of that because there's an argument that could be said that was the best match, the best, the bloody hell, Ross, the best, <laughs> the best match of last week. It could, it could be said that Brian and Styles had that. But I just think they're putting a renewed effort into making the Intercontinental Championship mean something with the promo package beforehand. That match went 38 minutes because watching that belt and with the US title, I guess it's, it suffered the same thing, but to a lesser extent because the Intercontinental Championship meant more to begin with. It's really suffered over the past few years, just dwindling down to meaning nothing. So hopefully now it'll be made the top title, well, you know what I mean, on TV at least, the top title on SmackDown. Um because it, it should be. It's how, that, that's how it was not our childhood, wasn't it? So hopefully that was the first step to make it mean something again. Lovely, Ross. Lovely thought. It was a lovely promo package that just skipped over Chris Jericho completely. Understandable, of course, but you know, you'd think they'd be the bigger man these, in this day and age, but no, still petty as ever. <laughs> Especially seeing how he keeps on putting over Roman Reigns on Twitter. Yeah. Lovely man, Where? Roman, apparently. I've missed that. Oh, is he just genuinely nice about him? It says, what was he saying? If the, if the let Roman just be himself, he'd be the most over guy uh, in wrestling history. I certainly keep saying him. Oh. And Strowman and Heavy Machinery face Miz, Morrison and Ziggler. Midway through the match, Corbin hits on Mandy backstage, but Otis <laughs> rushes back there to save the day and returns to the arena to help the good guys win. Wow, this sounds fantastic, Jack. How was it? Yeah, it was very average. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. The, that description is is what happened. Nice big baby face win to end the show. Great. Any just, more thoughts? I got, remind, I got reminded of those reports from maybe a year ago or so saying a, a large reason for Corbin's push in Vince McMahon's eyes is because how... Vince thought women would fancy Corbin that much and find him so handsome and stuff. So maybe that is actually true based off what we saw in that segment there. Yeah, that was a handheld. Maybe, Cor- maybe Corbin's one of those people who in real life is far more attractive than what they are. He does seem like saying- a, lo- a lovely, like, like likeable fella. He just When you see him in interviews and stuff, he seems like a nice guy. Pacini met him, he said he was really nice. And... He's not even, he's not unattractive. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with him, but he's no, well, he's no Roman Reigns, for example. What a dreamboat. Or the butcher from AEW. Mm-hmm. I saw you tweeted him. I just, that that wardrobe he's got, the glasses, the head of hair and everything, it's just, oh, I want to know where he gets his clothes. He, he retweeted someone else's reply, though, and didn't reply to me, so I think I've been royally shafted by the butcher. Oh. Bastard. You never want to get shafted by a butcher. <laughs> anyway, uh, Baron Corbin there. Men want him and women want to be him. 
On Monday Night Raw, Randy Orton opened the show by gloating about beating an injuring Edge. He says he tore the tricep right off the bone. But luckily, he says he's a nice guy. He'll give him a rematch when he's healed up in 2029. He did say that. That's a good line there. <laughs> he's confronted by Christian. To quote my striker, it's Christian. And challenges him to an unsanctioned match. In the main event, 800-year-old Ric Flair tries to convince Christian not to have the match. Christian goes, no, I want one more match. So Flair low blows him, and Orton punts him in the head for three. Orton has a breakdown and blames Christian for making him do this. And it says here in my notes, push young Randall to the moon. He's doing the best work. He's doing the best work of his life. He's doing the best work. He's great. Yeah. Any thoughts there, Ross? It's a travesty that Orton hasn't been a psychopath all the way through since the Legend Killer days ended, because that's that's what he is, isn't it? It's, it's his calling in life being a psychopath. Fantastic. Because I was I was against I was predicting Edge to beat Orton just so Edge can go off and face other people. But now if they're going to rely on this sort of thing to add more fuel to the fire and have a bigger blow off match between Edge and Orton, I'm all for it. It was great. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is he did he tore the tricep of Edge at Backlash. He punted Christian on Raw. I'm saying is Rhino needs to watch out. Oh, you think I'm Grell? Oh yeah, that was what. Oh, the Brood versus oh. Evolution. Oh <laughs> yes, Survivor Series. It's happening. Imagine. All right, lads, fanging and banging. <laughs> Imagine the reunion. What have you been up to? Oh, we've won like everything. What have you been up to, Gangrel? Made a bit of porn. Yeah, porn. Made a <laughs> I was in the Human Centipede three. <laughs> What's he actually? Yeah. Well, I've oh. never seen that one. Oh, why not? <laughs> was it the second or the third one where the, your, your man's... It's one of the first scenes and your man sat there, the security guard fella, and he sat there with some sandpaper. Uh, no, is that the one with the doctor from SmackDown in it? <laughs> I remember watching that scene in one of them. It's either the second or the third one. I, I turned it off. I was like, oh, that's a bit too much for me, though. Yeah. I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> I know the them. Know what they are. No, read the plot and went. Nah, no thanks. That's plenty. I've seen the South Park. I've seen the South Park spoof. That's good. Cool. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Lana comes to the ring. Explain her actions, and the segment ends with Lashley getting a divorce. So uh, well done, Lana. I think this is for the best for them because Lashley Lana was going nowhere. I think they gave up what they actually were going to do with Lana this point so oh no um, she's getting a new team with Italia that's where she's going now that seemed like it yeah ah, yeah. I don't know what the, the link is there apart from Tony oh, yeah. Divas obviously but who knows what might I, happen probably yelling I forgot, to, I forgot <laughs> to put that in the I forgot to put that in the notes it was hard to write the notes for this week's role because everything was interconnected like wrestlers would everything bled into each other which isn't a bad thing to be fair could be could be good it's the new. It's the era of Brucey P. I was going to say how there's been that much news happening that we forgot about that. Yeah, Heyman is out. Yeah, Brucey P is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, there's no fans in the attendance, so he can't get what's known in some businesses as the brother love pop. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly uh, put his stamp on things already, hasn't he, with the Tazawa stuff and yeah, MVP MVP using that word, which I learned this week. I had no idea what that meant when speaking about it on video, and now I do, and it's a bit oof. <laughs> So Brucey P has got his stamp on Raw. That's right. He's good in the brands that are as red as his face. 
Angel Garza loses to Kevin Owens, partly due to his constant bickering with Andrade. Uh, Zelina tells them they need to get on the same page. Two people not on the same page. Ah, just done that bit. Moving on to the Raiders oh, and Prophets. Lastly, and Lana. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've ruined it. I'm sorry. That's all the right. Raiders and Prophets beat Tozawa and some of his ninjas. That's right. That, those were their names. In a tag match before Tozawa brings the huge dude into the ring. No, his name, is, his name is the big ninja. I don't know. <laughs> it was Tom, the way Tom Phillips kept saying that. I was like, how am I? We're better than this, aren't we? I know we don't know anything about him, but don't go, the big ninja. Ah. <laughs> Big ninja, big ninja, go. Big ninja, big ninja, go, go. The good guys are backed up by The Big Show, who is now a face again. Anyone counting at home? No. Nope. <laughs> the Tsar, who's just made his debut two shows ago, and his big pal, back off. Yep. Uh, Ray is on the Tron again and tries to convince Rollins not to hurt his son. Rollins says he actually wants Dominic to join his stable of quick flippy dudes. But if Dominic doesn't accept, he'll also become a sacrifice. Dominic is actually in the arena and jumps Seth before, <laughs> before escaping like Aladdin from the palace guards. He does. He's like one step ahead of the, yeah. all that. Yeah, he's doing really well. He's like, get him, get him. You yeah. fools, we've all got, we've all got <laughs> we've swords. We've all got swords. <laughs> <laughs> now, Asuka beats Nia Jax after their draw backlash, but only does so via roll-up and a fast count. Why? John Cohn screwed it, didn't he? Yeah. He looked like he was going to DQ it, didn't do it, and then a fast count? I don't understand that. Get him I felt sorry for Naya. <laughs> oh, she's not like most she, girls. She's the Sheffield United of Raw. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. And you can send your complaints to mailbag at colorholics.com. <laughs> AEW now. Uh, Kenny and Hangman successfully defended their tag titles against formidable opponents of Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. And he tries to encourage QT, but it doesn't work. So I think we've got a recurring theme this week in wrestling is that women ruin everything. Um, <laughs> it was still a good what? match. It's amazing. Joke, joke, joke. Uh, it was amazing that uh, QT and Dustin were able to look so good against these two, considering how high up Kenny and Hangman are. So I don't know why you're so shocked, Matthew, because QT... And Dustin, the Natural Nightmares, have a record of five and zero in AEW tag team matches. They're the best. Five and zero. Oh, well, five and one now. So, oh, uh, yeah. QT did look impressive though. His space flying tiger thing the outside. I think I got the name right. Jack, you know about that. What, what do you think of it? Oh, I quite liked it. Um, I thought it was a, a, a nice, fun match to open the show. Um, it wasn't the best thing on Dynamite because there was some there was some there was some absolute bait and switches that got me later on. But this wasn't one of them. Um the champions were obviously gonna win, but it was good fun. I don't know what's gonna happen with Ali and QT, though I'm not fully invested in that. Highlight of the match though. Britt Baker at ringside. Sorry, Dr. <laughs> Britt Baker at ringside, getting Rebel to send messages to Tony Schiavone commentating via a pulley system. Oh. <laughs> so he's like rrr, rrr. Oh, thank you. I don't like your green tie. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that the dynamic they have because I've realised what it is now. It's Tony's come at the frog and she's Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it so much. Uh, Anna Jay. I think they did a nice bit on the next match. Um, 
Anna Jay's like, hey, in the next next match, Anna Jay gets a shout out. She gets a highlight. New wrestler, Anna Jay, woohoo, facing Abaddon. Whoa. Who came out, absolutely wiped the floor of her and pinned her very quickly. And then she, let's see, the Dark Order come out, tried to recruit uh, Anna Jay, presented Cabana Valletta. And it's actually revealed as a, a contract for a future tag match alongside Brody Lee, which he accepts. And all that happened in about three minutes. There was a lot going on, but it was really well done. Mm. Mm. I mean, I like the playing on our expectations of what a wrestling show is. Because, oh, she's got the video package. She's the one who's going to... This is going to be like a feat, like a squash match, basically, for this new wrestler. And then she comes up against a demon who can do a Hurricane Rana from the floor. So what are you going to do? Have that. No. And then Big Swole kidnapped Britt Baker, just like The Undertaker, <laughs> and left her in a bin. <laughs> and then when Rebel found her, she's like, where have you been? I've been here six hours. <laughs> <laughs> she went, you're fired. She went, oh, all right, then she walked on. No, 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 you're rehired. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Cody's uh, open challenge this week, and surprising the hell out of me, Anyway, TV champion Ricky Starks. Uh, all right. So he gets a nice little video package. John Anderson's doing that thing. Was like, yeah, want you to fight the best. You have a great little match. Cody wins, but Ricky looks very impressive in the match. And according to the Twitter machine, no, the good Twitter machine, don't worry. They saw him midway through the match and went, yeah, we'll offer him a contract. Oh, was and that real? Before the match was finished, they'd already figured out what they were going to be doing with him in a few months' time. Is, is that real? Reports online. Uh, that's what it says online. If it's online, then it must be true. Uh. So, well done, Ricky. You know about him. Jack, what do you think? No, I don't. I'm actually very unfamiliar oh, with Ricky anyway. Starks. No, um, Tom's more the NWA guy. But um, I have... No, I didn't. I thought I thought I went to a Fight Club Pro show he was on once, but people were talking about him having been at the previous Fight Club Pro show. But but yeah, from like the like two matches I'd seen of his previously, yeah, he's really good, and he looks like he looks like a heel. He looks like a heel. He looks like an ass, like a pretty one, but he looks like a, a heel. So I hope he's a heel. Looks like a pretty ass, Ross. What do you think? <laughs> I'm shocked he did get offered an AW contract because he died at the end of that match. That <laughs> on his head, that thing he took while well, the. the the crossroads of Cody where he sort of landed on his head it had me going I was thinking oh my god he's, he's gone but it, the debuts they've nailed them recently because we had the issues with the butcher and the blade many moons ago and who are they dead air who are they and now we've got the bait and switch because Anna Jay was speaking about being having to prove herself and it got proved that she does need to prove herself and the first thing you see Ricky Stark saying is hello I'm Ricky Starks a former NWA TV champion I am good. We know that, yeah, it's good. Debuts are worked out now. We know how to do them now. Good stuff. Yeah. Top yeah. of the air. Fun. Great. I agree that they're <laughs> improving a lot of what they used to be and they've learned from their mistakes. How shocking mm. is that? Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, best friends beat Jericho and Guevara to keep their tag title shot at Fighter Fest, but they only won because that sneaky cameraman tripped up Sammy. Who was that cameraman? It was Orange Cassidy. This guy's the cameraman. Maybe the entire show. Maybe not. Who watches the cameraman of these things? And he batters Jericho. And everyone's realizing, oh, no. He's using full force. 
<gasps> We're getting serious Orange Cassidy versus Jericho at Fighter Fest. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Dun dun dun. Uh, I just really liked the way you went. But who was that cameraman? <gasps> it was Orange Cassidy. <laughs> it just really got me for some reason. I really liked that. That was good. Trying to make it sound exciting as possible. Yeah. And that man was the man who works for AEW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the young was, books, I, all gone. This was another bait and switch for me because I thought I really thought that Jericho and Sammy were going to win, especially when there was a really good false finish where they distracted the ref and then Sammy used the bat and then did the shooting star press. But then Trent kicked out because he's wrestled in Japan before, so he knows how to kick out. But hey, yeah. Banter, yeah. Way. And also, Jimmy Havoc... And Kip Sabian wrestled the Young Bucks. They lost to them, despite Jimmy Havoc's ability to just generate objects from. <laughs> so it's a great gimmick for him. It's like you just cut cameras, look, and he's just got a hammer. It's like awesome, man. Uh, sadly, that didn't help them. Uh, the FTR and the very well dressed Butcher in the Blade joined in for a ruckus at the end. Spike pile drivers for both teams and a stare off from FTR and the Young Bucks. Ooh. Any thoughts there, Ross, at the well-dressed man? Fwah. Thank you, Ross. NXT, uh, Imperium defend their tag titles, beating the other Imperium. Afterwards, Dexter Loomis seems to propose the idea of a tag team to Velveteen Dream, but Dream isn't too keen. Uh, I like the rhyming there, but the way it was done was Dream was on a couch going blah, 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 and then he just creeps up and puts a picture there and then comes back and he's like, what, what's this? It's like the old guy at the end of Brum finding something uh, that he's brought home with him. And he goes, no, no, no. Dream's strictly a solo act. So I like Dexter Loomis being a daft killer guy. Yeah, I agree. Good. Ross? I haven't been able to see this week's NXT again because I've got other work to do, so I'll leave this segment to you two. That's you just fine. hate you hate NXT, you. I'm just too oh. much of an AEW shill. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just have to do a website as well, so I don't have time. Makes sense. We send those messages to Tony Khan. <laughs> loads of, loads of money. Robert Stone has been drinking since Chelsea Green fired him weeks ago. No, we can all empathise with that. He's sick in the ring during Alia versus Zia Lee. 
which helps, uh, kind of helps her win. Gave a roll up. One, two, kicks out. No, that's the finish. All right, one, two, three. Yeah. Hey, what are you going to do? So look what you're missing out on, Ross. Did you see the sick? That guy was sick. Did you see the sick? Oh, terrible. It's like Gangrel when he saw a scene in Human Centipede 3. (laughs) (laughs) Undisputed error. Take Roddy Strong to therapy to help him get over being kidnapped by Dexter Loomis. But the therapist is just Kyle O'Reilly. So it doesn't really help. A little later, Keith Lee wants Cole's NXT Championship, while Gargano and Balor want Lee's North American title. So Regal announces Lee versus Balor versus Gargano next week for the North American title, and the winner goes on to face Cole in a title versus title match on July 8th. That's interesting. What do you think, Jack? Um, It is interesting. That's when Fighter Fest Part 2 is. Maybe they've done it on purpose. I don't know. No. Um... But I think that triple threat could be really, really good. And then I think, regardless of who wins it, the title match could also be really, really good. So I'm excited. Yeah, how dare you say that? They'll go head-to-head with them. Um, in other news, Evolve had a closing-down party announced for Fighter Fest weekend. No, they don't. Uh, oh. Santos Escobar comes out with his <clears> goons. <throat> They're confronted by Drake Maverick, who attacks the silly boy, it says here. He's beaten down and put through a table and gets stretched out. Not very nice, is it? But no, it's too not much happening with us. Ask about yet to judge if they are going to go with the Colombian drug lord thing. But every week I'm waiting to see it happen. And then Sasha and Bailey defend their tag titles against Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. And after the match, they're attacked and chased off by Io Shirai, who's Jack's favorite. So what you yeah, think it's it? good. It was a good match. I was just, it's just nice to see Sasha and Bailey back in NXT. But I wish there'd been a crowd. Like a prop, like a crowd of, of fans. What did you think? I like it. It's Sasha and Bailey. I'm just waiting for it to get to the end. To be honest with you, at this point, you know, yeah, you know what they're going with. But we've seen this before. We've seen this three years ago, and it got teased and nothing happened. So I'm just like, I all think, right, lads, come on. I think they'll do it at Summerfest. Yes. Which is a long time ago. Sweet. Long time away. Jesus oh, Christ, I'm running out of steam. Oh, no. Hey, look, oh, yeah. hey, that was The Week in Wrestling. How great is this podcast? Woo. Let's have a run in our mailbags. <laughs> ah. Now it's time to have a little look in the mailbag. Number one, Tobacon hire to, that's good, to Mafu, Jack, Ross, and or any substitutions. How dare you say we'd have any substitutions here. With Matt Riddle recently moving to SmackDown, it would seem that WWE have a star of the future. A call-up that would be nearly impossible for them to screw up. However, I've said the same thing about other call-ups, and they haven't pounded out as well. Uh, one of the saddest of these stories is that Trevor Man. What? Well, Ricochet Trevor was featured... Man. Trevor Man. Trevor Man's his name. Oh, is it? He tre- he's called, yeah, Trevor Man. Oh, okay. I didn't actually know that. no. While Ricochet was featured somewhat regularly on Raw for a while, I can't believe that he's now lucky to turn up on main event. Right, he's he's lucky if he turns up on main event. That's what it says. This is baffling to me, as he is one of the best high flyers in wrestling and is deceptively strong too. I was reflecting on his NXT run and thinking back to all his takeover matches. I don't think he had a single dud in the bunch and I couldn't even pick out his weakest one. 
With that in mind, what is your favourite Ricochet takeover match? Keep up the good work, gang. You're the bomb.com. Oh, that's nice. That's from Captain Shins from Maine, USA. Is that like a reference? Have I just said something rude? Captain, Captain Shins. Shins. I don't know. Okay. No. Captain of all the Shins. And here's a list of Trevor's takeover matches for reference. Take our New Orleans six-man ladder match. Well, who can figure oh, that out? Oh, yeah. Uh, take our Chicago 2 versus Velveteen Dream. Take over Brooklyn 4 versus Adam Cole for the North American title. War Games 2018 uh, versus Johnny Gargano at Take Our Phoenix. And take our New York Ricochet and Asta Black versus the War Raiders. Oh, that one was sick as well. No. Oh. Okay, lot to digest there. Ricochet has can't miss all over him. But what was his best Take Our match? Chat, you can go first. Well, before you'd read them out, um, I was going to say Gargano versus Ricochet, because that was a really, really good match. But then once you read the list of them out, that tag team match against the Viking Raiders was really, really good. And the I was a huge fan of that War Games match in particular as well, because it had tactics. So I'll go for the War Games match, you know. I'll go for the War Games match. Oh, interesting mm. pick. What have you got, Ross? Before you read that list out, Matthew, I was thinking about that ladder match. But then after hearing that list, Matthew, I again, well, like Jack was going with the uh, the War Games match because of the tactics and the big old... <laughs> he did off the top of the cage. 25 somersaults in the air. Astonishing. Yeah. What are you picking? Well, I'm going to go against the grain and go the ladder match because that is still the best ever take hour to me. Oh, that match. Yeah. More stars in that match than they were in the sky at night. So, uh, I think Ricochet will be all right on Raw. Like, based on absolutely nothing, I'm trying to... <laughs> I thought he was, he's in a, he's great. in a tag team now, isn't he? Was, uh, Cedric, is that not a thing anymore? Didn't they lose to yeah. Brandon Vink and Shane Thorne? They're not a thing anymore. Since, Do you remember yeah. when they were there? <laughs> MVP was the manager, wasn't he? What happened with that? MVP Bloody took hell. A, MVP cleaned his glasses and went, Oh, oh, <laughs> Oof. Oof. Anyway, greetings and salutations, fellas. Now, I know you guys were enthralled by the casualty wrestler, yes, from a few weeks back, which seems as awful as it sounded, and the concept of sending Kevin Nash and Dolph Ziggler to start in Emmerdale. But as you may or may not know, Emmerdale did actually feature a wrestling-based story, and I do know this because my mum messages about us. Last year, local vet Paddy Kirk discovered that his father was not the man who raised him, but professional wrestler Bear Wolf. Bear Wolf? He goes to Bel- Lots of wolves. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to Belfast, where there is a ring in a pub, and he is mistaken for local favourite, Mr. Rice. Mr. Rice? Mr. Rice is also a larger bald man who wears a green superhero mask and cape. Which the locals put on him. (laughs) (laughs) He is then faced by a terrifying clown who he is naturally frightened by while he explains this. (laughs) Fortunately, Bear Wolf enters the ring in his fur coat where he howls and tells Paddy to run. Howls again and tells the clown, don't make the wolf howl again and leaves. The fans boo because this is an awful finish to WrestleFest and they are not happy. 
Who'd have thought so many smarks would be in this Belfast pub? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait. <coughs> <coughs> so is wrestling real in this? In, the in this and every other media. Why was the clown actually... Was the clown actually going to hurt? Oh, Not the real Mr. Rice, but Mr. Rice too. <laughs> Mr. Rice too. <laughs> Not Mr. that Ellie Park, the other Le Park. Mr. Rice... Mr. El Hijo del Mr. Rice. El Hijo del Mr. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try and read this. A great scene which also features Paddy's best friend Marlo doing a horrible Irish accent. Great stuff. Anyway, to the question. What things in other media remind you of wrestling? For me, soaps often remind me of WWE. They love an illegitimate son, son storyline. Bear with me, folks. And also suck at building new stars. My mum has sworn off Emmerdale for exclusively writing off young, popular characters to focus on the old classics and ruin them in progress. <laughs> His mum's an Emmerdale smock? That's brilliant. She's like, <laughs> She's like well, fact, we're sick of seeing the dingles. Get some new <laughs> blood in. Come on. If it is, whenever I go home and you know they have to watch Emmerdale, it's their, it's their religion is to watch Emmerdale at 7 p.m., it's the same people. Like the last two years, wherever I watched it, it's like, oh yeah, there's there's Paddy, there's Marlon, there's the Dingles, there's the exact same people running the pub. I think that four episodes a year are going to be in Saudi Arabia, aren't they? <laughs> With the exact same cast, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you here, think? Wait, we're here for our quarterly vacation in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do all of them oh are... no, Shadrach <laughs> managed to somehow sneak in to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> They're livid when they find out it's a dry country. Where's the wool pack? It's not it's a dry country. <laughs> what does that mean, Cheryl? Oh god. <laughs> I just thought it was dead warm. <laughs> hey, I, oh, whatever. Can't say that. Love the podcast, guys. Thanks for <laughs> Wait, all you I do with this. <laughs> I was gonna go with dry eyes and I realised it was gonna be, oh. you know, so it's I love the podcast, guys. Thanks for all you do with this and all the other content. And fear not, clips of Emmerdale's wrestling is available on YouTube. Oh, Reese from Sussex. Thank you, Reese. Thank you a hundred times, Reese. <laughs> I couldn't even read half of that because my eyes were squinting that much and I was laughing that hard. What was the question? Stuff that reminds you of wrestling and other things that aren't wrestling. Um, yeah. Oof, that's a good one. Dana. Ross, what do you think? Uh, when you asked the question there, it was a game between Leicester City and Manchester United at Old Trafford. And I live tweeted it just so Americans understood more than anything. I've generalised that terribly. <laughs> uh, Leicester were Daniel Bryan going up against Triple H, who were Manchester United. And I live tweeted it as if it was like that. So there you go. It was like the underdog against the big corporate thing. Jack? I'm going to go for um, a sport as well, but I'm going to go for Formula One. Because if you follow a Formula One season, there's all these stories that unfold and it's almost like a, a kind of a run from pay-per-view. Like It's almost like a year in wrestling. Um, and there's villains and there's heroes and they go... like It's in different places they travel around. And often, not always, but often, Formula One drivers are larger-than-life characters. A great example would be Kimi Raikkonen, who's like the funniest... Formula One driver ever. He crashed once at Monaco and then just walked off and got on his yacht. 
because it was there. Yeah, just in the middle of the race, he just couldn't be off. Um, so I'm going to go for Formula One. Matthew, have you thought of one? Nah, so I got my old favourite, uh, just like what Ross said, Alex Ferguson, the Mr. McMahon <laughs> of the mid-90s football scene versus Kevin Keegan, the working man, the Steve <laughs> Austin. <laughs> Kevin Keegan's not Steve Austin. He was to me back then. I know it's not exactly true, but still. Uh, except it's nothing like that because Mr. McMahon won in the end, so we'll move quickly on. And I'll just try and not think about Emmerdale Gander, Saudi Arabia. Because they did the single, didn't they, with the Dingles Down Under? Can they actually do Dingles a... Down Under? My God, my mum had that. Was yeah, that a VHS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a VHS or a single? Uh, I remember the cover being blue, I think. <coughs> my mum had the VHS. What was the Emmerdale song? The Dingles song? <sighs> no idea. Whatever, anyway, we're going massively off topic, which is <coughs> completely atypical for us, obviously. Anyway, uh, all right, lads. I've been playing a lot of the WWE 2K games on lockdown. I've enjoyed creating my own character. Put a pause on that. Did anybody else see on Raw? Christian was backstage doing that weird, this room only exists in WWE thing. And they had a poster, a framed one for some reason, of WWE 2K19. Not oh. 2K20. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. That, 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 that's not a thing that exists. 2K19. Very interesting. Anyway, back to the question. Uh, then I thought of a good question that I would love to hear you answer. If you were a wrestler and could do most wrestling moves, what would be your signature moves? I'd allow one submission, one top rope move, one other finisher, not a submission or diving move. <laughs> and it says here, a boy popper move that can send the crowd wild. <laughs> Never heard a that boy before. Pop- boy a popper. boy popper move. Pop the boys. Pop, pop popper. I would go for the Lion Tamer, the Swanton Bomb, the Spirit Bomb, and the Sami Zayn through the Turnbuckle to DDT. Also, if we go the extra mile, what would be your entrance music? I would go for Main Offender by the Hives. Oh, that's a good song. Anyways, TTFN, hope you are all staying safe and say hi to Puppet Jack for me. Have a good one from Nina. Thank you, Nina. I haven't seen Puppet Jack in months. I left him in the office. I assume... He's behind a couch and he is consumed by mold now. <laughs> so he's probably having the time of his life, crawling around. He's now sentient and making the place his own because no one else is there to stop him. I'll give him some flash wipes, but I'll let him know you're asking after him. Right. So go through this again. Uh, what would be your submission if you were a creator wrestler? No, if you were a wrestler. Uh, ankle lock. I love an ankle lock. And you can always grapevine it for extra ankle. Ross? Britt Baker's version of the Rings of Saturn with the mandible claw. Add-on. Delightful move. I'm going for the Texas Cloverleaf because for some reason that move just got forgotten and not picked up. I picked it up and I call it the the Bish Cloverleaf, which doesn't make any sense oh, whatsoever. Didn't Drew, didn't Drew do one? He's bringing it back. Oh, God, there you go. He's bringing it back. Well, he's doing for the best. Yeah. Uh, one top rope move. Uh, the frog splash. I like a good frog splash. The Hager bomb. <laughs> His arms are on the top rope. Don't tell and me he... it doesn't count. <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, probably the top rope elbow. Because uh, I can do that in real life. What? 
Because there's a big buttress there for me to land on. Can um, you? Have you got a good one? Didn't you knock yourself out at a house party or something by doing one? I can't really remember that story. <laughs> uh, no, that was a that was a Hogan leg drop. I beg your pardon. And it had no springs in it. There yeah, was nothing. It was like one of those the the ring from eighty five WWF. It must well have been concrete. So I went right through it. <laughs> Bang me uh coccyx and blacked out for a Ooh. second because it was that much pain. It was awesome. Um what else we got here? And a boy popper move to the finisher afterwards. What would you do to pop the boys? Uh a boy popper move. Um, I'm a big fan. I don't know if it counts as a move, but I like when someone goes to do a top rope move and Samoa Joe just walks away. Yeah. That's a good one. A boy popper move. What would pop the boys? I've never popped any boys in my life, so I wouldn't have a clue where to start. A boy popper move. Matthew, say yours. I'm going to have to come back to this. I can't think of one. I'll go with, it's like Jack, someone's jumping off the top rope, hopefully with a axe handle slam that's not actually supposed to hit, and then do the Roddy Piper eye poke. <laughs> the flare topple there you go because hey. it's a manoeuvre it, well it's not a manoeuvre is it you just move and it'll pop the boys yeah and your finishing manoeuvre gotta be the J gotta be the J bomb hasn't it gotta be that was my move when I was making my wrestlers and that it was a float over DDT end of days for me 99.9% hit rate. I think one person's kicked out of it. Is it? There's nobody kicked out of it. I'm sure somebody in NXT kicked out of it, but I might be wrong. Someone in the comments tell me off. Matthew? Maybe maybe Shinsuke. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Well, I would want to win my matches, and I watch a lot of wrestling, so my finisher, if I was a wrestler, would be the roll-up, because no oh. one kicks out of it. And... That was that question. Thank you, Nina. Some interesting stuff there. Oh, no, sorry. Theme music. Um, I've got my own theme music, and I don't like it. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I had it at, at What Culture, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, oh. Whoa, whoa, oh. I'd go for... I honestly can't think. It's quite a... It's something... So my old manager at Hayes Travel said that he would come out to Holiday by Madonna, so I'll steal that one. It should be funny. It should be a funny song to come out to, wouldn't it? Ross? The Boss by James Brown. Oh, yeah, oh, you did, didn't you? You did, did you once, did it. Did it once, Norlander, when you couldn't hear the sound speakers from, like, five yards away, so that ruined the moment. That was the boyhood dream coming true. <laughs> not, in term, not, not in terms of what I was wearing, but you know, <laughs> there I was making me wrestling entrance to uh, James Brown's the boss, and he couldn't even hear it from the middle of the ring. Terrible. Takes a, takes a seat next to Cornette. Oh. I commentates three matches with Jim Cornette. <laughs> What's his face goes and gets the bus. I've forgotten his name. Adam's favorite YouTuber. What's Tommy. he called? Tommy. Tommy. N60. Um, didn't, didn't you? Um, <laughs> didn't you? Um, I was going to say, didn't you and Tyson Fury share it? Didn't he come out of James Brown? Tyson Fury? Ooh. In Sa- <laughs> yeah, in Saudi Arabia. No, that was, um, it's your thing. Yeah, is that James Brown, is it? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if it is. No, no that, that wasn't him. That was Zach Dingle, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe in Saudi Arabia at the same time. Uh, I would go with Jack's 
uh, inspiration there and got uh, the Hayes Travel theme. <laughs> hey, no, you wouldn't. No one offers you more. Well, I'd be out the door for your entrance then because that jingle's burned into my soul. Oh. Would well, that play a lot at work? Well, they'd often have Heart Radio on. So I may have been listening oh, to Tom Campbell okay. without even realising. But um, that the Hayes Travel advert is often on the radio. And whenever it played in our office, there was just a little crackle of tension. Everyone was just a bit like, oh. That's a shame. Yeah. I know. I thought I would be sat at the desk clapping along with everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, smile. Sorry, I, I have to put you on hold for a minute, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's, like it's like a football crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Oh. Uh, if that isn't available, then I'll, my second choice would be um, simply the best South Cleveland garages. Just a time side auto parts. Time side auto parts. Auto plus repair. <laughs> auto glass. Jimba, um, Jimba the, you were talking about Blues Brothers earlier. Do you remember the Everybody Needs Reg Vardy advert? Oh, oh. I, can, I can. Yeah, you have to say just, it though. Just everybody needs Need Reg Vardy. Five know, years in. Do you ever see that advert for Sunderland on the TV? Like no. 2005-ish? It was, uh, Sunderland. Nice one, nice one, Sunderland. Yes, nice yes. One. Oh my God, remember that? Oh my dad, my dad, would, my dad oh. would like like tear his hip going, where's, where's Ramon? Where's Ramon? Get it off, off, off. Oh, I forgot about Whose that. Whose idea is that? Look like, a girl, like a girl singing going, yeah, fantastic. It's weird how jingles stick in your head decades after the fact. Do you remember? Ooh, are with Ambrosia. Are. <laughs> can't remember who was IC champion until I read these notes, but I still remember jingles from my childhood. Can't believe Sunden did an advert for Sunden. Awful, yeah. awful play. Anyway, we have completely gone off the rails here. Thank you very much for sending those questions. <laughs> Uh, thank you for bringing up Casualty and Paddy and all the rest. If you have any other messages to send to us, please, please, please send them to mailbag at colorholic.com. Everybody doesn't need Reg Vardy, but they do need Reese's Pieces. So let's see what we have this time. It just says, pick your preferred match. Oh, no intro this time. That's fair enough. And there's a lot of them. Wow, okay, well, no mess around this week. Reese's Pieces, we go around a circle, say the fastest thought first. We'll start off with Jack, then Ross, then myself. Here we go. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks to take our Unstoppable. Or Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks at Hell in a Cell 2019. Me, sorry, me first. It is you, Jack. Uh, Hell in a Cell. The other one. All right, the other one for me as well. Well, on sells a bit, yeah. Lesnar versus Undertaker, Hell in the Cell 2015. Or New Day versus Usos at Hell in the Cell 2017. Oh, the tag match. I love that. Yeah, tag match. Nah. I love Lesnar versus Undertaker. Sorry. Bailey versus Banks at Take Our Brooklyn. Or Sami Zayn versus Nakamura, Take Our Dallas. Oh, oh yeah. you cheeky bastard. Cheeky person. <laughs> get. Sasha and Bailey, just. Mine's probably Sasha and Bailey as well. No, I'll go. I'll go with the reason why Nakamura is still employed with that match. I'll take over Dallas. 
Oh, here we go. DIY versus Revival. I take our Toronto two out of three falls. Or Omega and Page versus the Young Bucks, AW Revolution. Oh, I hate that question. That's really hard. I, I'm going to edge it to Revival and DIY because it was just that good. Uh, but I feel bad doing that because I love the other match as well. I'm going to go for the AEW one just because it happened in AEW. And AEW is the best. DIY versus Revival. What a match. I've seen it back many <coughs> times and I miss both teams. Baker Lynch versus Asuka at Rumble 2019 or Lynch versus Asuka at Rumble 2020? 20. Uh, 2019? Yeah. yeah. I think the first one was the better one, wasn't it? Yeah. I would agree with that. Moxie versus Ishii at G1 Climax 2019 or Moxie versus Omega at AEW Full Gear? Oh, that was the hardcore match, wasn't it? It certainly was. I'll go for the G1 Climax one, though. That was a brilliant match. I'll go for the hardcore one, because I want to see what Ross said. <laughs> Trish Stratus versus Stephanie McMahon, No Way Out 2001, or Trish Stratus versus Mickey James at WrestleMania 22. Trish Stratus versus Stephanie McMahon all day, every day. Same here. See, I'll have to rewatch that. I haven't seen it since it was on. It's last, so, versus James it's so good. It's so good. Oh, okay. It's like the most underrated match ever. Because I thought it was like a pleasant surprise when it happened because no one had any expectations, but I don't sure if it still like was good. So good. Oh, okay. Well done. I'll have to go check that out again. I hope it holds up now. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Gargano versus Champa at Take Our Chicago 2, the street fight, or Gargano versus Champa at Take Our Brooklyn 4, the last man standing. They all blur into one now, apart from yeah. the first one. Uh, pro- I think I think in my mind I think I enjoyed each one less and less as it went on so I'll go for the second one whichever one had the wedding ring bit that one oh and then it goes through the table I can't remember which one the Lesnar one as you say yeah what Jack said because I think last man standing was when he had him and then he just ran off the stage yeah he like kicked a, a box <laughs> I think he kicked yeah. a box <laughs> it was a bit wide that yeah. shot uh, Asuka versus Ember Moon at Take Our Brooklyn 3 or Asuka versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania 34. Oh, these are some good ones. Asuka versus Ember Moon because I was less upset that Ember Moon didn't win than I was that Asuka didn't win at WrestleMania. I can't for the life of me remember the Ember Moon match. Is that Did Ember Moon get injured maybe? Is that a one that happened there? I can't remember, but I'll go with Charlotte. I remember that one. <laughs> I can't even remember anything about Asuka versus Charlotte Flair, so Asuka versus Emma Moon, easily. Do you remember John Cena running to the back and stealing Charlotte's moment? Oh, that was... My <coughs> also, remember Emma Moon? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Randy Orton versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 21. Or Randy Orton versus... Randy Orton, sorry, it's at the point where I've got no battery. Randy Orton versus Mick Foley at Backlash 2004. Backlash. 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 Easy. Bonus round. Oh, 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 oh. DX versus Brothers of Destruction at Crown Jewel 2018. <laughs> or Charmel versus Jenna from Survivor. TNA Victory Road 2009. There's different levels of bad. So I'm going for the Saudi Arabia one because there's different there's different levels. Yeah, the Saudi Arabia one. 
when Kane's mask falls off, it's just <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the Saudi one, because Jenna versus Charmel was supposed to be that bad. That was never going to be good. That shouldn't have been that bad, the Saudi match. I liked a bit on the recent Undertaker one where Shawn Michaels is talking about how far he missed. He's, I missed it by that much. <laughs> oh, just that much, was it? Right. I thought he was proper like... Oh, oh. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm missing the point there. But uh, yeah. DX won. I, I just uh, remember that. No what one an outrageous won. decision. Well, yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, those are some great Reese's Pieces. Thank you very much, Logan A. Merrithew. Great name, great Reese's Pieces. And if you have any to send our way, please, please, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The question. Wow. What a greatest podcast. And we have <laughs> one last bit here. If you watched all the way here, then good for you. The big, big, big question this week is, what is the greatest wrestling match ever? This is it, lads and lasses. This is it. Only on this podcast will we finally decide what is it. And after this, there's no comebacks. There's no, oh, wait, hang on. I, was, I missed out. This is this is it, finally. Three men who have been in the ring. Who, who worked <laughs> oh. for Bill Watts in the 80s. Done the stuff. Juiced. We know. Anyway, no, it's going to be 12 Woods to give our opinions here. Ross, what's the first match that comes to your head? Just if it, if, ignore the fact I can't talk right now. Uh, when someone says greatest wrestling match ever, what is it for you? Hogan Rock, WrestleMania 18. I don't know what the comments are going to say. Meh, wet rape, this, that, and the other. It's not about that, is it? It's just about two goats in the squared circle. Here come all of the cliches you want to hear, brother, brother. The crowd, everything the way that they both flipped from heel to face and vice versa. It's just professional wrestling, isn't it? That's all you can say about it. The way they played the crowd, the way the crowd reacted, the emotion of it all, that is what I'm here for. That's what my answer is. I know it's not the greatest worked match ever, but that's besides the point. Jack the job. I'm a little bit more of a work rate person, but that's all right. I'm going to go for one that's a bit more work rate, but also very story heavy, very entertainment. The one I always think of first is Punk versus Cena at Money in the Bank 2011, because it's the one that uh, I've never really cared about the result of a wrestling match as much as that one, because I was like fully invested. I was getting back into wrestling and I was like, Punk has to win. He's got to win. And then when he did... It was amazing. And then he just ran off with the belt. And then it all went wrong after that. But that that moment was great. And it had a lot to live up to as well because it came at the end of a really good show. So mine, the first one I always think of is Punk Cena. Matthew, which Mike Awesome match are you going to pick? <laughs> Damn it. I was going to go with Gatty Ward 1, but I mean, you've put us there. You know what? Yeah, sod it. I'll just do oh. what I did last week. The One Night Stand... 2005. Being a wrestling fan for a long time, you end up with having to categorize your favorites, what you liked as a kid, what you liked slightly older, and what you like when you're supposed to know better. But it's nice when you get that throwback to what you liked as a kid, but, but now you're a bit older and more mature, like Rock versus Hogan. Well, people saw Hogan when they were kids, now they're adults, seen him against The Rock, and it's kind of a cheer him. 
even though Hogan tried to kill Rock with uh, Laurie just a few weeks ago. Ah, <laughs> Hogan, Hogan. And this was that version of that. First ECW table got November, November 99. Tanaka versus Awesome. Wow. What a match. Easily the best thing on that show. And I was one of those people there that was like, oh, ECW, they could have taken on the world. They could And now you're like, now you're a adult. You're like, no, they couldn't have. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, it took a long time for people to realize, no, ECW had no chance of overtaking WCW as the number two wrestling promotion in, in America. It was just, it couldn't happen. But at that time, you think, yeah, great ECW, the spirit. So it comes back and it's that feeling of, yes, it's back. The real brand's back. It's, yay, Viva La Revolution, woo, ECW. Todd is God, all the rest. And even better than that, Mike Awesome, who would, you know, he'd been a, the heavyweight that flew like a cruiserweight, as they used to say on commentary, and they were definitely right, got a good gun. But people who do that don't have long careers because he absolutely destroyed his body doing that. So I don't see many people doing what he does. So, Buck Tanaka versus Awesome, one last time, and Mike Awesome ended up tearing his, I think it was an ACL, doing that insane dive at the end of the cameras, don't even catch. And he went, right, that's it. Done. That's my last match. And I like the idea of someone going out at the highest level because that was many people's match of the year, uh, at least the places of the people I was speaking to. And there's something really nice about the fact that not just revisiting all those classic memories, not just turning back the clock and looking as good as you looked in your prime, but going out, at, at the at your peak, it's very rare to see that in wrestling. Well, and also, wait, wait, Jack, Jack, and also, awesome is his is name. His All name. his All victims, victims feel, feel the pain. The pain. Drop, Drop with. dead, awesome bomb. You go down and never come up. I think yours was the best pitch. So there, we've just, we've solved it. Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka oh. is it's the best match ever. That's right. There we go. Great. Democracy. The internet can relax now because. We've solved it now. Yeah. That's it. Great. That's it. Put the handbrake on. <laughs> Should we take the a... keys out. It's done. Should we all mention a secondary one, I suppose? Oh, go on then. Oh. Uh, I'll go for... Hmm. The first Okada Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 11. Oh. Loved that match. Well good. Don't know what else to really say about it, though, because it's just a really good match. They've never wrestled each other before, so there's not that much of a story. Omega's building his way up as, like, the bullet, he's like the bad guy, but he's also really good, so people kind of want him to win. But it's more important in a wider sense outside of the storyline because Omega brought a lot of eyes, a lot of Western eyes to Japanese wrestling. That's my second one. Ross. The first one that popped into my head is emanating from what might be called the Plymouth Hippodrome. Somewhere in Plymouth, the English line Eddie Ryan versus Jake Hager, five-star wrestling. <laughs> a capacity crowd in whatever that building's called in Plymouth takes the roof off the building. My God, what a match. Say no more. I'm sure it's on some sort of streaming <laughs> service somewhere. Joe Hendry's Twitch probably has the match in full. <laughs> Fantastic season. <laughs> I'll never forget at the Newcastle show, Pachiti, five pints in or whatever, trying to trying to get Eddie Ryan to give him a high five as he passed. <laughs> <laughs> and he had that Rey Mysterio mask on that only like half, 
Like the, the eyes are here, so I'm gonna like stretch it so it fits up his giant head. <laughs> so it looks weird anyway. And he's yeah, five pints in at least. It was the be- he had that it's- woolen brown jumper on as well. <laughs> 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 It's like all the kids down here. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Right. And I don't know how true it is, but I'd love it if it was true. It's apparently Mysterio. Like he's making his way along, sees him, and then just like goes, "Whoa, no, none of that." Like, no. But uh, the, the English lion, the hometown hero in Plymouth. Wow. Same vibes of Rock and Hoban. Uh, Rock and Hoban, sorry. Same vibes. Uh, Matthew? So many times, but say it again. Uh, being in the crowd for Grado versus Drew Galloway. Oh, were you there? IC dub. Again, this is when it's so hard to appreciate. Go back on the ICW On Demand and watch anything from 2013 to about 2015. They could sell coal to the Geordies. The hype they would do, <laughs> the packages, the promos. the Because inti- all the packages building up to this were Galloway going... I, I know I have to do the. Are you kidding me? No, sorry. <laughs> but like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm a former IC champion. Look at us. I'm a brick poo house like Randy Orton. I'm I'm this. I'm that. I'm everything. You're Grado. You're the fat lad who dances. You can't beat me. And then that was the entire build. And it's like that is true. Like, like what is what is Grado gonna do? And then Grado's like, yeah. tonight it's myself. And oh, he comes out. The entire crowd's singing the song and getting behind him and that matched the way it was told I have to go back and see it's half as good as it was in my head but it just go like Grado move by move just gets getting a bit better bit better because I was like hang on what's this you know does, does a Frankensteiner to Galloway at one point he's like what Grado can't do that can he and then he just keeps on going and it's such a realistic win that if you told someone oh yeah Grado beats Drew McIntyre former IC champ they're like what Yeah, but they did it so well oh and that crowd, by the way, ICW crowds. If Carlsberg made crowds, ICW <laughs> fans. That's a really good shout. That's oh, a nice one. I miss live wrestling. We've mm. all been there for one of the greatest matches in recent memory, uh, Cody versus oh, yeah. Dustin. Oh, yeah, right, AEW. Yeah, that was, a great, <laughs> that was a great one as well. I was just trying to think of one that we'd all, we'd all seen live, and then I was yeah. like, oh, of course. That was a great one as well. But then we've, so I don't know how well, it's such a broad question. I'm sure there's some people who are going to be like Mizawa versus Kabashi or, you know. Look, it's supposed to be subjective. Yeah. I think too many people get focused on making people agree with them and having same opinions. To me, the the plus, the positive bit of wrestling is the fact that we all have different opinions and we can come together and you can go, ah, I think, I don't know, Mizawa's, a bit poo, really. And someone go, well, no, hang on. Have you seen this match? You go, my God, you were right. Masao was actually good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And Maybe stuff like I that. So, it, not agreeing with things is the fun bit of wrestling discussion. Maybe I should have shut up about Raiders Prophets. <laughs> Maybe that is the best. No, you're allowed ever. to, you're, you're allowed to not yeah. like something. Thanks, man. I feel like I'm wow. a politician now or something. All this speech it was the Plymouth but... Pavilions, by the way. I've just <laughs> <laughs> Wait, got, that's the way we're ending this. I've got no idea how what match it was. I just remember Eddie Ryan standing tall, whatever he did. He might have had multiple matches that night. I need to revisit the history books. It's been so long. But, uh, was it the gauntlet? Just covering my back. It might be Matthew. It might J- be. Jake Hager came out and went, you have to take on these guys. Yeah. 
And it was HD Drake was one of them. Drake was one of them, yeah. I can't remember the rest. Well, because Drake won straight away. Did he? Match over. <laughs> no oh. gimmicks needed. Yeah. Kill, oh. kill, kill all gimmicks. I think we've... Wait, I could see Pachit in the background. He's doing this for some reason. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, so thank you very much for listening to us ramble and distract you from the horrors that is reality that we're all going through right now. Jack, do you have any upcoming things you'd like to plug? Yeah, mine and Owen's football manager thing on Twitch. Uh, it should be starting tomorrow. Keep an eye out on the Twitter and that for announcements. Yeah. Lads, I've just realized that the Twitch stream might be on now as this podcast is out so it's not yeah, tomorrow uh, what it's date today. will it be jack Maybe it'll happen. be friday it'll be the friday the 19th 19th there we go sweet awesome um i'll have a new video out hopefully be out pilot no it won't be nah i'll be out whenever i say it will be it's easier that way something's happening you just have to check it out that's it and that is, as they say, that. Thank you very much for staying all this way through the podcast. At the end of this, we like to put our little hands up here. And thank you very much to the people who tweet uh, that little photos doing this as well. That Stephen Stilton was emotional, wasn't it? Yeah. It was good. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Not a, Sorry, Arabia 2018. Uh, so, on the count of three, one, two, three, join us. Join us. <laughs> 